episode nine of the Losing Track podcast. Um, I'm your host, Brandon, also with my co-host, Byron. Also with my co-host, Chase. Hello. Original founder of the podcast, Chase Kilpatrick, on the episode with us today. Glad to be here. Thanks for thanks for coming, Chase underscore the underscore ruthless. We're happy to have you. Also uh, known as Chasek. Also known as Chinky. Also known as Chinky Bones. Okay, you've gone too far. Also known as CCK ninety two. Maybe somewhere. Also known as Kilpa oh oh one. That's what my college. That's my favorite. That's my, that's my college uh, at. So find me at Kilpa zero zero one at Rangers And I got one more email I could mention, but uh, it's not it's not friendly for the listeners. <laughs> so we got something to talk about before we uh, get into movies today. Yeah. Um, what is it? <laughs> well, last week we were talking about how much we love Tab. And, uh, oh God! And uh, the day after, Coca-Cola Company has announced that they are discontinuing Tab. Disgusting! It's a disaster. A truly weak display by what used to be one of the world's greatest beverage manufacturers, in my opinion. Um, they've really dropped the ball. They've dropped the tab. I, I don't know if I can trust them. Pick it up, but. I've seen I've seen uh, I've seen this Twitter account going around that, that has many followers going viral. This is a great um, account. I've seen it too. Great account. I've seen it. I've seen it I a few times. I, I I think I follow it too. Yeah. They, Do you remember what like, it is? They've got like twelve followers right now. They're called at, at Tab Cola USA, <laughs> and they are an unofficial Tab fan page to help save Tab. Hashtag Let Tab Live. And they're doing the Lord's work. They're spreading the word. They're calling out the Coca-Cola company on Twitter. They're interacting with a lot of people in the 60 plus age range. Um, and really just posting valuable content that we need in a time like this to help us show a corporation like Coca-Cola that we won't stand down, that there's more of us than there is of them. And, uh, we're not going to just let tab fall to the wayside. We're going to hashtag let tab live hashtag save tab. Uh, team tab. And, yeah. Hashtag team tab team for tab team for tab tab for teens tab for moms tab for dads tab for grads. Uh, but that's really all I have to say on the matter. And um, if you would like to follow the, the, the saving of tab, go over to that account, give it a follow. Give it a like, give it a retweet, and uh, make sure you show them your hashtag tab trek that you made to go get your tab, because I know I've seen one on there. And I'm going to take a sip of this tab now and think about how hopefully, if all goes right, I'll still be able to sip it in a year from now. Well said. Very well said. Um I don't think and that's can... it for me today, guys. <laughs> you handle it. That has been episode nine of the <laughs> podcast. Thanks for listening. Best episode yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um,
Okay, did you guys uh did you guys watch the trailer for Hillbilly Elegy? I did not have time, but I want to hear about it. I watched it the day you told me about it because I was like, "What's this dumb fucking name?" And I looked at it, and then I was like, "Why? Why is this story? Why do I? Why do I care here?" And then I learned it's the biopic of a fucking like Republican venture capitalist. So why the fuck would I ever want to watch this? Why did Ron Howard put any money? into this why was this his thing that he was like the story needs to be made uh, and also just like the whole <laughs> making you know beautiful hollywood actresses look like shit <laughs> when there are just people to get in them, the world to get who them just, an oscar yeah just to get them an oscar there are people in the world who look like that there are actors <laughs> who look like real people <laughs> they just feel the need to just i don't know um it just <laughs> It's just really a hunk of shit. I just, <laughs> yeah, I love like they... you're like spending spending probably hundreds of thousands of dollars to make like Glenn Close look like my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love when they when they just put a bunch of money into um, making it making an actor look like you know forty pounds heavier and like twenty years older, rather than just getting someone who's a little heavier and a little older good point and, and, and you know we're gonna see nothing but praise for this fucking movie <laughs> within the next like i don't know 30 days as soon as it's released probably yeah when is it coming out i don't know probably within i don't know i think it's the end of this month or maybe november it's gonna win best picture <laughs> oh my god i didn't even think about that with everything that's going on in 2020 is the oscars pretty much just gonna be like the invisible man Sonic the Hedgehog, Tenet, and then like a Netflix movies. Is that going to be it? Probably. And then like First Cow. Well, that'll be it. Did that run in a theater? Did that get a theatrical run? I think so. I know you only need one day in like yeah. Los Angeles to be I'm sure. I'm sure it got one day. But anyway, uh, fuck this. Let's get into... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the fun stuff that we're doing today. Yeah, uh, let's get into the movie that should be nominated at the Oscars this upcoming year. Yeah, so we have so we have two movies that we're going to discuss today. But we well, first off, Chase, what's up? Hey, hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm ready to. Uh, How you doing? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm busy with work, and wa- I watched Hubie Halloween three times, and that's been taking up a lot of my life. <laughs> So, wow it must be pretty great to be using your what little free time you have to spend six hours with it oh i mean it was six hours well spent i was gonna watch it again but i had to be here <laughs> well, yeah sorry just, about that we can stop it now just watch it. <laughs> uh so yeah so that we're, we're talking about today hubie halloween the uh the adam sandler halloween movie that came out or so ago um about a week ago i believe yeah, um, october october 10th october 7th early earlier in october just in time for the halloween season because you know it is the spookiest month of the year and we're here to bring you the spooky takes and this was on my immediately on my top five halloween movies uh that we recorded last week it's um, true <laughs> was first off as well byron it wasn't on my list, but it just makes me wonder, Chase. Do, what are do you have like a top 
Halloween. You don't need to do five, but do you have like a top <laughs> Halloween movies that you want to just rattle off real quick? Yeah, you just know that I don't have five. And I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I like Huey Halloween. Of course. Uh, that's <laughs> See, it. Really, this is the thing, your guy. I've I've kind of uh, I've let this completely just glance over, but you're like you're not a Halloween person really not i mean i don't hate it it's just i don't know. i feel like i'm too old for it i'm a, i'm a i'm a loser <laughs> i think that's a thing though i think a lot of people feel like this is one of the holidays that they outgrow pretty quick i remember kids in you know even elementary school like in fourth grade or fifth grade kids being like no i don't trick-or-treat anymore my yeah. parents just buy me candy that's kind of what i've been doing is that what you were like uh, i mean i stopped it is worse i stopped trick-or-treating in fifth grade okay and then uh i guess i just moved on i don't know you started just beating having, kids yeah you started being a bully you went and started you were like billy corgan you were just out there smashing pumpkins and oh my gosh yeah i would beat up the kids for their candy they collected it for me man oh man but i mean as it comes to halloween movies uh Halloween one through eight, or you know, great. <laughs> Those are the. It's right in the name there, right? Yeah, I really see the list off on top of my head. <laughs> yeah, if you had to name eight Halloween movies, you'd probably go like Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween three, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, my you wife actually on. likes horror movies, so I watch a lot of horror movies with her. But she um, does. I've noticed this on. She followed me on Letterboxd, and her one of her favorite movies is Saw. She loves the Saw. It's, I was going to say trilogy, but there's like eight of those as well, I think. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, all eight Saws, all eight Halloweens, the inevitable eight Hubie Halloweens. I would love if we got a Hubie Halloween every year for the next seven years. <laughs> a, a Hubie Halloween every year until COVID is cured. For the next eight, seven years, then. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, she's a, she's a real horror head. Yeah, she is. Uh, I I promised her because she set up my Zoom call. I was like, well, now you can go on the podcast and you can do Clue with them. Yeah, that's, that's, her, that's, her, that's her favorite movie. I remember that. I haven't seen Clue in so long. So now you guys are on the hook for that. So you're welcome. So Honestly, such a fun movie. We should have her on for, well, you should have Clue Month. And we'll just talk about Clue every day. Uh, we can do a different ending. Yeah, we can do a different ending every episode. This is a great idea, Chase. Yeah, have a bracket. <laughs> you know what's crazy with that movie this is okay we're getting off topic but i just want to say this when they put that movie in theaters different theaters got different endings that's insane so if your friend saw it somewhere else and you talked about it like the next week at school it's possible they had a different ending than you that and there wasn't the internet to like figure that out right yeah and not until it was probably out on vhs or whatever you probably knew which is just such a fun concept to me and probably not something they'll ever do again. But still, fun idea. There's yeah. different endings to that movie. Oh my god. Brandon, have you ever seen Clue? <laughs> I see this as I was in like oh, probably oh, middle school. Dude, spoiler alert. Alright, we'll stop talking about it. Let's yeah. get back get back to the point <laughs> of the story at hand. He'll be Halloween. <laughs> that's the I'm intro sorry. i'm sorry i'm just thinking about hubie halloween <laughs> yeah i was trying to think if there's a connection between clue and hubie halloween if there's any actor that's in both but um 
Yeah, Hubie Halloween. This is uh, Adam Sandler's first foray into a Halloween movie. He's never made a movie for Halloween before. He has Not to say he hasn't made a, a holiday movie before because he made Eight Crazy Nights, uh, which obviously is a cult classic. Not just not, – not, drop the cult. Just a classic. Everyone knows it was <laughs> lauded. Um, Everyone loved success. it. Everyone remembers it. Uh, everyone knows the story what happens on each of those crazy nights and you definitely the only thing you it's definitely not something where the only thing people remember is like uh he's just a bully to that old little guy never seen it the poopsicle scene i i truly don't know what you're talking about brandon i (laughs) only remember the little short guy i remember way more (laughs) of it than i probably should (laughs) wait you watch it every month right eight days in a row every month uh, I really enjoyed it. So I'm not, first of all, just so everyone knows, I, I did help found a movie podcast, but I don't really like movies that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't dislike them, but I don't, I don't see a lot of them. So I'm not really an Adam Sandler fan at all. I've seen maybe six of his films, none of the good ones. Like I, my, the last one I saw, aside from Uncut Gems, was Funny People. And people That's um, a good one. I liked it actually. It's very long. I thought, but that's one I haven't seen. Yeah, that's and, good. Because he's on Sorry's in it. For you know our listeners, so you know, they won't, but anyway, just those two. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Sandler uh, and Sorry. Yeah, it's a, a two-man show. Um, but anyway, so I was kind of going in with low expectations, just based on. I mean, I, I read about the Ridiculous Six, which was also a Sandler, I think, Netflix release, mm-hmm. and that was from what I read terrible. So I was like, this is just going to be terrible. And it was delightful, I thought, um, for a lot of different reasons. But I want to hear what you guys have to say, if you liked it or not first, and then we'll go into more details. I was really pumped as soon as I knew this was happening, um, that there was a Adam Sandler Halloween movie coming. Um, Mostly because, you know, growing up, we're all in that age range where we grew up with Adam Sandler movies, even if you haven't seen all of them. Like Chase, you said, I haven't seen many of them, but I've, I've seen six of them, which is like a lot of movies for <laughs> one good, actor. Yeah, that's um, a good point. <laughs> but that's like, a very good point. We, we grew up with these things, and uh, it's it, it, they've obviously declined in quality in the last 10, 15, even 20 years. I mean, the last one that I really loved that was like this before uh, – like like in the same vein was probably like Little Nicky. Um, he hasn't had a he hasn't had like a ridiculous movie since then that I've really loved. Um, but this was just so much fun. It was it wasn't I was expecting a family friendly like kid comedy and it wasn't that at all. You know, it's definitely something I think you could watch with your family and um, certain things would just go over your kid's head and they'd probably enjoy it. Uh, but it's just so perfect for the holiday. It's so. It does projectile vomit within like sixty seconds. Oh my gosh, it was perfect. <laughs> and that's funny. Oh, it's yeah. Good. And and that's uh actually you know uh like The Exorcist. Uh oh uh, wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this essay. Uh, but I I just I just think it's it's a great lighthearted, um, family fun romp. Uh, if you don't like this movie, you probably don't have, I said this in a group chat earlier with you, Chase, you probably don't have 
two eyes, two ears connected to a heart. <laughs> That's very, I think it's accurate. I said um, Huey Halloween wasn't the hero that Salem wanted, but he was the hero they needed. And I think the same could be said for America right now. It wasn't the movie that we wanted, but it's the movie we needed. I agree completely. It was the number two movie on it's Netflix be- in America. Being the so new like- Aaron Sorkin movie on Netflix, like like nothing. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh the the one with Sasha Baron Cohen in it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> He's got another big one coming later this month, but we'll talk about that later. Um. But yeah, that's uh, we've we've touched on this a little bit. But as far as the, because I remember this was like breaking news when it happened because it hadn't really been done before. But now it just seems like who cares? Of course he is. When they announced that like Adam Sandler was going to start making all of these movies with Netflix exclusively, like all of his like Sandler comedies were all going to be Netflix exclusives. Um, what what did you guys think of that and what kind of experience do you have with the rest of his Netflix originals? I know that I've seen um I've seen Hubie Halloween. I have seen uh I think it's called like The Weekend, the one with Chris Rock where there's a where there's a wedding. Yeah. Um but other other than that, those are the only two that I have watched. The Week of, that's what it's called. Yeah, those the week are the of. Those are the only two that he is the star of. When did the week of come out? The week of was, a, was like last year, I think. Like last year, twenty eighteen, maybe. Oh, you know what? I've also seen Meyerwitz stories, but I I think that one's a little bit different because that's yeah, not that's the a happy, Noah Baumbach movie. Yeah, it's not a Happy Madison one. Yeah, I, it's weird because now that I'm thinking back on it, I don't think I've seen any of the like Sandler starring uh, Netflix originals except for this one. I mean, my I mean my uh, my I do love though that they've had Mr. Deeds on there for the past um, <laughs> the past couple months, which is I think a very underrated uh, Sandler Sandler movie in general. I love it. I've probably seen it. I don't know, twenty times. Oh man, that's the first one I saw in a theater with my uh, with my dad. That was the first Adam Sandler movie they let me go and see. And I remember my dad was pissed when we left the theater because he thought it was too dirty. <laughs> and it's it's pretty mild, like too dirty. Yeah, it's pretty. Mr. Deeds. It, yeah, it's pretty mild compared to like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, uh, Little Nicky for sure. Um, it's really not that crazy. It's a pretty standard story. The the worst part is probably I don't know, say shit or something. <laughs> There's a part where. One of the guys is like soaping his ass. Uh, oh yeah, you see his, yeah. Ass. You see his butt. <laughs> um, but no, I wanted to uh, talk about just Sandler. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but my relationship with Adam Sandler movies and him as a comedian in general. Um, I, I mean, it, it's as far back as I can remember. I think my f- the first movie experience that I actually remember is seeing Daddy in the theater in 1999 with like my uncle um not my big daddy um um, and i i I just his um uh, billy madison and happy gilmore are obviously the classics i mean as a kid renting those you know over and over and over again um 
watching them nonstop. Um, Big Daddy as well. Um, but I think it always just connected with something about him where it's just like there's this um, this <laughs> and it's 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 weird talking about this because so many people hate, I think hate him for the same reason the the pureness of the unimportance of his comedy. I, that makes sense, and I agree. Um, my experience with him, I would say, going up like I saw Big Daddy a bunch of times as a kid, and I I honestly don't remember it very well, which is fine. But I th- I remember as a kid just always seeing him on. He was always, even to this day, but he's just always been there, and it always seemed like he was for us in a way, like seeing his movie, or like seeing him on TV. Like, oh, he's, he appeals to, you know, my generation. And obviously now, like you said, people don't like him and all that stuff. But uh, I think it's interesting that he's been a staple for that long in a lot of ways. And I guess it's almost ironic, the staying power that he's had. And like, like Netflix signed into an exclusive deal, like you mentioned, but everyone complains about his movies. So like, it's, Interest that that's an ironic thing in my mind that I think is interesting to his comedy and his celebrity. Yeah, so people just can't look away from him, um, <laughs> even the people who dislike yeah. him. But it's, it's just like he—I don't I think that he's changed at all over the past, you know, thirty years. It's just like, and the people who have kind of uh, with his comedy, um, you know, they just—I think they stick around. Um, I don't. I don't know anyone who's been like, yeah, I used to like Adam Sandler. I don't know now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not something that people fall off of. I think it's just it sticks with you or it does. Um, my whole my whole family has always hated Adam Sandler. Like I, I am um, like my sisters, my uncles, my parents. I've always been the only person who thinks he's funny. Um, yeah, oh. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, like he's he he tells these underdog stories, and you know he's. That, that's something that people like you said people used to really love and now it seems like they've kind of turned on it i mean we know why they continue to make money because there's those there's just these people like not necessarily us but you know people that have grown up with him that go and see every single thing he does they laugh at it no matter what that's like that's the thing they like is an adam sandler movie um i was gonna say something else <laughs> and uh <laughs> i completely forgot what it was well let's let's start let's talk about hubie halloween specifically though a little bit um this so he's kind of doing this um bobby boucher voice <laughs> throughout the whole movie yeah. which um I, <laughs> I just like i don't like like byron you've mentioned this before i just i don't know if it's okay to make that yeah more, but yeah i still love it <laughs> like is he obviously he's still going to continue doing it but is adam sandler allowed to continue making movies like this where he plays just like a, a doofus who who can't who, like who everyone is like oh that guy's a fucking idiot dipshit like this movie is like for this is the movie since the water boy where people have like treated his character the meanest i think yeah i found it really weird like, just how like, like how much hostility there actually is here yeah because yeah. it's it's cruel there's i've i wrote it down in my notes i was like why is everyone so mean to this guy is it just because he's different it's because he's hubie just like uh ray leona's character said when he was at the end of the film it's puby puby yes yeah, because he's puby oh it's just it 
I understand why it has to be that way because it's the arc of the story yeah. so that you feel that at the end, not to jump all the way to the end, but just you like feel like, wow, look, look how far, <laughs> look how far he's come. <laughs> but just, you know, could ease it up a little. Like when Ray Liotta pushes him in that grave. Oh my God. I'm just like, <laughs> did we need him to be that fucking mean? There's that kid that's like, this is good. We want him in the grave. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the background kids, like his coworker, who's also like an altar boy, who's also a bully. Yeah. The uh, lambhead guy, Freddie. Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury, bad Freddie Mercury costume. Rami Malek. Yeah, that was Rami Malek. <laughs> that was Mr. Robot himself. Um, I do love how. Top. like he is just playing this character though is <laughs> like, scared he is of everything and just oh sandor gosh. just screaming at the top of his fucking lungs anytime something yeah jumps out like, the one that says boo on the rock it's like okay we get we get the point <laughs> i loved it <laughs> yeah and then and then that's the one, one of my, time, that's one of my favorite yeah. fucking jokes yeah and then the one time he screams it was when he opens the door when he sees uh violet's kids and, he, and you think oh he's scared again but he's like why are we screaming it's like why is that the one time you're not actually scared <laughs> oh, that was interesting man oh man the, I, the I monster just, hitting his window and he's throwing his oh my god <laughs> breaking, <laughs> breaking the window open yeah, let's <laughs> talk about that. Let's talk about that thermos. Oh my yeah. gosh! Okay, I made <laughs> it in scouts. I have a list. He made it in scouts. He that thermos. This is what my list is. That ther- this thermos is also a freaking vacuum and telescope and shovel and umbrella and power drill and flashlight and inhaler and paint dispenser for face paint and megaphone and grappling hook and blender and a candle and also mace. It also has <laughs> soup. Yeah, soup, and yeah. it carries soup, which he. I know that it's like, oh, he's like a quirky guy, but he mixes those three flavors of soup together. It's disgusting to me. I'm, I'm not disgusted by a lot of things, but when he mixed like clam chowder and chicken noodle and pea, like split pea soup, I, was too, I almost turned it off. He catches the, the, he catches the, the full three uncracked eggs and oh shakes my them up and shakes them. Rocky style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see vomit. Like we said before, you see vomit within two minutes in this movie. Um, I wrote in my notes that that opening scene from the beginning to when he's doing the robot by the skeletons or whatever, I wrote that that scene is perfect and genius. The whole scene. <laughs> I love when he's doing the robot. Just And he doesn't even say anything. Like It's not like, hi, Hubie, and he breaks out of it. He's just... Moving. He's good at it. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing we learned from this movie, Adam Sandler is good at dancing. The robot all specifically. I, all I took away. Yeah, but But we see kids torment him at least three times in the first five ten minutes we see Ray Liotta make a fool of him at the grocery store um and when he falls over in front of his house and Steve Buscemi his neighbor comes over and asks him if he's okay he says nothing broken physically speaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just like see it is taking a toll on this guy and but he's so pure and so he cares so much about his community and cares so much about Halloween that he doesn't let him, he doesn't hold a grudge. He's resilient is what he is. He's talking about how his dad chases him the, chasing him around the, 
<laughs> yeah, with a tennis racket. <laughs> and the neighbor's just torturing him. Oh, throwing, oh, throwing rotten food in his window. <laughs> yeah, they were the ones that threw rotten food through my window. Um, but but what I what I do love about it is that it, it's it's kind of like symbolic for as a as a comedian because um, I feel like he just gets uh, obviously he's a he's a millionaire. Um, are, you, are you sure <laughs> at this point? <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but oh. I feel like he just gets he gets so much. Um, I think he just gets so much flack and so much hate for just trying to do pure things <laughs> just yeah. trying to to exist and just make people laugh um because i think that's generally his um his his actual motive as a comedian is just to like make people happy his uh i feel like there's an there's an innocence to his comedy uh, that, that comes through and just how ridiculous and and kind of stupid his plots are um but he just gets he gets nothing but i don't know disrespect critically when it's just it's just totally undeserved um but i, I don't know I don't well, get... yeah i mean like do these so obviously you know we all love this movie but i mean maybe we would but like would you say this is as good of a movie as like i don't brandon you just watched citizen kane is this like <laughs> on is this like a citizen kane is this a movie like uh like end of evangelion is this a movie like Mulholland Drive? Like, do we need to hold Adam Sandler movies to like a lower standard than other movies? Like, do we just have to accept them for what they are at face value? They're just a fun comedy and nothing more. It, like, are, are critics too difficult on him because they're they're rating it at a grading him on a different level? I think they probably are. I think with a comedy, a lot of people take it too seriously. I don't understand what people expect from him. This is exactly um, what I expected from him. Yeah, right. Exactly. What other mainline comedies have have uh, have really persisted throughout, you know, the last few years? I can't think of too many. I can't either, actually. I mean, I'm not smart, but I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> I can't the last comedy I saw that I liked besides this one. I mean, book smart, maybe. Uh. The nice Looks guys. Nice know. guys. Ne- yeah, nice Which guys. Was was really, really. Nice. Which one was that? That was with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. I feel like I've talked about this movie on like every episode of the show, but it, it it kind of it wasn't like underrated, but it kind of went under the radar. I think a lot of people didn't see it because I don't know if maybe it just wasn't marketed in the right way, or if a lot of people um, had the same issue as I did, where I had to go to the movie theater four times before I could actually see it because the projector was broken every time. Um, but it was just it was just like a fun, like, set in the 70s heist mystery comedy. Um, the only other comedies I'm looking at my phone right now, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. I thought that was good, but, you know, a lot of people thought it was terrible. Um, another movie from from Adam Sandler's production company this year, The Wrong Missy. That's another movie that I thought was really, really funny. But again, that's that's on the same thing, like critically shit on. Yeah, which I just didn't understand. I mean, it's just, I mean, David Spade does nothing for that movie, <laughs> but uh, but just giving Lauren Lapkus like 
essentially 80 minutes to just you know do her unhinged Lauren Lapkus stuff <laughs> um, is perfect but yeah no what, what, what you were saying though I think if you if you try and look at this stuff as anything other than just enjoyment like I, I've seen so many people trying to review this movie as if it's like you know meant to be out there for anything other than what it does as it's you know as if it was you know meticulously created and it's just not it's just not that um so i think reviewing this for any other purpose than just enjoying it is just fruitless um rob schneider in this movie how does he keep appearing in things (laughs) (laughs) it's not that he's appearing in things it's that he's being given a role by adam sandler I didn't enjoy watching him piss his pants. Um, Not a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people did. I do think that's funny, though. The idea of a character. Oh, you just piss everywhere. That's your character. That's your thing. You like piss. You're a piss freak. Okay, go do it. Oh, okay. Not too hard for a guy like Rob Schneider. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I saw Rob Schneider has a stand-up special coming out on Netflix, or it just recently came out, and I was... (laughs) I know this because I went to his Twitter account because I got like a targeted ad for Hubie Halloween and he ended up being tagged in something. He tweeted the link to his stand-up special and it had like 40 retweets. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like 200 likes. That's rough. He was really big for a while, I thought. but We had the animal. We had the <laughs> hot chick. Is that... Oh God! What was that called? The hot, hot, the hot chick, the one where he turned into yeah. the movie where he turned into an animal. The movie where he turned into a girl. Adam Sandler's in the hot chick. I remember he worked. He's like a clothing store salesman. Yep. Um, and then I don't know. Is that it? Deuce uh, Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow. Both Deuce Bigelow movies, which I haven't. I haven't seen either of them. Well, you gotta get on that. <laughs> are they good chase are they good i haven't seen them <laughs> have you seen any of the movies we just mentioned i know i have not oh man he was good in this he was good in the wrong missy too it was really funny he was missy. good in the wrong missy deuce bigelow yeah. that's like a movie you would have watched at a sleepover in seventh grade hey guys my parents rented us deuce bigelow from blockbuster let's let's watch it um, damn that's good one of my favorite things in this movie was um, <laughs> the use of like of slang and in very inappropriate spots. Oh, where, yes. <laughs> did you, you guys catch that? It was uh, when he was in the haunted house. The guy was like, "Hey, homeboy, are you all right?" <laughs> <laughs> I liked specifically Adam Sandler's usage of the word "boner." Oh my gosh, the boner the, speech! The terrible. Um, like the terrible setup in the in the beginning of the movie where it's like boner i think it means like to mess something up like i had a real big boner on that test today right when when his mom said that i was like okay this is just so like there's a scene later where he says boner a lot right and lo and behold at that halloween party we got him saying boner like 10 times like chase said in that speech he used to make huge boners <laughs> I, I maybe i'm just being uh 
stupid, but you guys are familiar. That word actually does mean mistake, right? Does it mean mistake? Like yeah, and I know I, this. I know this because I watched uh, the Ken Burns baseball documentary. Oh my god! And back in the twenties or thirties, there was a a guy hit like a an in the park home run, and uh, he ran home and like or he, he got the guy out, but then the guy his, the player's name was Merkel, and he didn't throw the ball to the right place and tag the guy out, so they lost the the game. And my, I think even the World Series and that incident was always called the Merkel boner because that word meant mistake. Oh no! Yeah, if you Google boner meaning, it says <laughs> it says it says noun one vulgar slang an erection of the penis two informal a stupid mistake. Someone pulled a major boner on this one. I haven't Googled uh, boner meaning since middle school, so neither have I. Another one is one who bones. I love it. I absolutely love it. But it was a bad setup to a joke later on. I, I agree with you, but I thought it was funny. I was like, that's what I thought. I thought of Ken Burns when I when that scene happened in the beginning. <laughs> now, now, Chase, speaking of uh, sports, did you see that Dan Patrick played the principal? I did see that. The I, old I, co-host of Football yeah. Night in America? I read that that's a fr- actually a frequent collaboration with Adam Sandler. They've been in a couple movies together now. Is that not true he was also yeah he was in the water boy and then possibly the longest yard as well i think so yeah i think any of them that were sport related i wonder if he's in like recent one let me check let's see oh my god yeah he's been in like the last five he was in oh more even more than that he was in jack and jill he was in that's my boy Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Blended, Ridiculous 6, The Do-Over, and The Week Of. Who are we and talking I about, Shaq? No, uh, not Shaq. We'll, we'll talk about Shaq. <laughs> it's an, another about sports connection. Dan Patrick, a sportscaster. Oh. He played the principal in this, the guy that goes, he's a human being, yeah. when they're all just booing him for giving even, them Even tips. though he did just told them to go home, because that's what he stood for. <laughs> go home. That's, a, that's another good scene. It when is he's, when he's in that uh, auditorium. That was the first image I saw for this movie was him standing there with the sheet on. I was like, "This is what I want." One of my I favorite want. one of my favorite lines comes from that scene uh, when he says, "I'm not a ghost, but I play one on TV." <laughs> I, I like that a lot, and it gets just a ton of laughs from the kids. Well, kind of <laughs> a lot of laughs from me, and I'm a kid, so <laughs> that's true. I did like Shaq in this. <laughs> I like checking all the Abby Madison stuff, but him uh, full making out with Bessie Sodaro between a like a BLT was incredible. <laughs> it makes me so happy that Shaq is just in the Sandler verse now. He, he's just a collaborator. He gets to do funny stuff. He, uh, yeah, he he gets to make out with a sandwich and his wife, and then. Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say, Chase? I was going to say, advice first. The Shaq is now in the general car insurance unit. Or, sorry, Alan Sandler is now in the general. Yes. And yes. the Toyota verse and the Avedon verse. <laughs> oh, my God. Ways. Yeah. If they had the, if he could get him in a Papa John's ad, if he could get them, Adam Sandler, him and both of them in a commercial right now, that'd be huge. That'd be as big as Shaq. He's pretty tall. Oh my gosh. He was good though. He's, I mean, I don't know. This is maybe a dumb critique, but usually lip syncing scenes like that for me, they, they just fall flat, but he did mm-hmm. a really good job. 
unless he was lip syncing, but I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> I did my yeah. research. I would say that Shaq is a uh, a better actor than a free thrower. Am I right, guys? Oh my goodness. Ooh, a little sport humor for all my sportos out there. Yeah, all the sport guys listening. We know we got a huge target audience with them. I was really delighted with uh, Tim Meadows. That's his name, right? Yeah. I like, I like sound the ladies, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, loved, his... I loved his introduction to the film. I'm pretty sure it was his first scene when uh, he was like uh, how's community college or how's night school? Yeah. Because I, I, I dropped out three years ago. Shut up. That, 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 really, that really resonated with me. That was, my, I think, my favorite line in the film. <laughs> yeah, and he's just using words wrong and he has that oh terrible gosh, yeah. hair. He's bad at sex. Yeah, his wife hates him. Yeah. Pretty uh pretty brutal reality for most of us out there. <laughs> <laughs> that our wives hate us. Yeah, my wife hates me. That's why she's got me. Yeah, that's why we're all on this podcast right now. Yeah, our wives don't like us. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, they're not gonna they're not gonna listen. They're not gonna hear. Yeah. They've never heard this. They never will. They can never, all hear us. No. They're hearing one part of it. They're hearing us in this room while they try to yeah. ignore it, doing something else. In I haven't other. even heard it yet. Ray Liotta, um, his uh, confession at the end um, was one of, <laughs> one of my favorite parts. Because <laughs> I'm dumb. Because <laughs> the dumb. The doctor thought he was dyslexic. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he's just <laughs> dumb. Oh, uh, I wrote, I put in a note here. Because there's a part Hubie takes, it's at the Halloween party. Uh, and just, I guess we haven't really given a rundown of this movie. But in this movie, Adam Sandler, <laughs> 30 minutes in, Adam yeah. Sandler plays <laughs> Hubie Dubois. A Hubert Schubert Dubois. Hubert Schubert Dubois. <laughs> yeah, he's got a name like a Scooby-Doo character. Um, a, a, a grocery store deli employee in Salem, Massachusetts, who loves Halloween and is always just out and about on that holiday and even the rest of the year to try to keep everyone safe and let everyone have a good time, make sure nothing bad happens. And meanwhile, there seems to be a breakout at the, I don't know, I don't even know, the mental hospital. A, yes, uh, insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the asylum. Someone breaks out and uh, they're worried that they're out there possibly creating some mischief and uh, some kidnappings and even Oh, killings on Halloween night. Um, and he takes it as his own duty to go out and save Salem and keep everyone safe. Um, but what I was going to say here about the Halloween scene, there's a scene where he goes to a Halloween party, try to see what the cool teens are doing. And there's a kid drinking a beer. Should have been drinking he, tab. Yeah, should have been drinking tab. He goes, Get a, ooh, not to use my ID. And he grabs it and he dumps it out. And then there's another kid vaping and he takes the vape pen and he breaks it. And the kid goes, what's your problem? And he goes, I think you're the one with the problem. <laughs> and my, my note here is I think that Hubie Dubois is straight edge. Yeah. He said he, cause he, he said he's never had sex, doesn't drink and he doesn't vape, which is, I mean, smoking, whatever. So I think, yeah. he, I and think we all know that's what, the, that's what the three X's are. Sex, drinking, vaping. <laughs> Shit. You figured it out. The mom from Modern Families in this movie. I don't know That's her name. Violet Valentine, right? That's the character. Violet Valentine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Adam Sandler still has huge star power. Still gigantic celebrity. Her name in real life is Julie Bowen. 
Wasn't she that. in another Adam Sandler film? Is she? That's what I was going to say. It was like, typically this role, because like he made a movie for Netflix last year, I think, with Jennifer Aniston, right? Yes. Yeah. So typically in his movies, he's always has like a, a pretty big celebrity as his uh, sidekick, as like his uh, his love interest. She was in Happy Gilmore. As oh my she God. was she's, in Happy Gilmore. Oh my God. Told you this was my podcast. holy shit yeah that that makes total sense then man this whole movie is like there's so many connections with other movies because like you have the o'doyle jokes you have ben stiller coming back for that scene at the beginning um you know steve buscemi is in it and he's in oh not i don't think he's in every sandler movie but he's in a ton of them uh and then the the owner of the diner is that guy who's i don't even know his name but that guy's in like every Adam Sandler movie. The only person I didn't see in this one was the guy from Grandma's Boy. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name now. The ma- the main actor, you know who I'm talking about. He plays the uh, limo driver in The Wedding Singer. He plays the roommate in Little Nicky. Uh, Alan Covert. Is that it? Um, um, I think so. Wait, he wasn't. He wasn't in this one. Yeah, neither was Peter Dante. Who are like two of the uh, Sandler? You have, you kind of have like a like a host of Sandler uh, regulars. I feel I feel like they're almost broken down in eras. Um, <laughs> pre it's like um, Peter Dante. Alan Covert, um, John Stewart is in a few of them. Um, I feel like Kevin Nealon used to be in a more frequently. Kevin Nealon, um, the guy who plays in Billy Madison, Bob but I think Drew wanna... Barrymore. <laughs> She's in a lot of them. Okay. She's in a lot of them. Drew Barrymore is in a lot of them. Which wedding but singer? It's... Fifty first dates, blended. Uh, probably grown ups or pixels or something. <laughs> I've seen pixels. That's great. I just remember that. I've seen pixels too. Josh Gad fucks Cubert. Um, yeah, that's my favorite part. Hashtag Josh Gad fucks Cubert. I don't. I don't have too much more to say uh, on this movie, but I just think it's interesting that on pixels. <laughs> yeah, on pixels. <laughs> you can do two episodes on pixels. But Brandon, know. I'm sorry to say you're kind of chopping in and out in over the last few seconds. Maybe it's just me. No, I heard that as well. No, it was happening last time. I don't know what the deal is. Um could it be your uh electrical skills? I was on my headphones. Whoa. Not my microphone. <laughs> don't you don't you dare question my <laughs> uh, <laughs> is your refrigerator running? Uh yeah. <laughs> You gave me the face like the kid in Billy Madison. And he says, Phonics, this is going to be tough. The kid just stares at him blankly. Is there um, anything about... I don't remember what I was going to say. No, <laughs> I don't remember well, what I was talking I about. I was curious. I got something that I was thinking about. Was there anything yeah, go ahead, in Huey Halloween that you felt felt fell short or you left you you know wanting more? Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what was that? Um... I didn't like how it uh, it's it, the movie. Stopped. I wanted to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want the movie to stop either. 
My only complaint for this movie was maybe uh, I know it needed to be there because we needed the subplot with um, Violet Valentine's kids and everything. But I think there's just too much kids with specifically her, her son, like the scene in the coffee shop. I know we needed it when he ordered the black coffee, but just, it was fine. Cut that down a little bit. Give me, give me less, give me less of that. Okay. Mom. Like when he orders a black coffee, he says, can I see some ID? Come That's on. funny. That's funny. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. What I want, I want more of is I want that, uh, I want more of that pilgrim lady that goes, I'm asexual, but that girl's making me hella horny. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote that down. <laughs> I want more like that. Give me more of that lady. I, I, I felt the same way about the scenes with the farmers and the pig at first. I was like, yeah. I was like what's the point of this? But there was one really funny joke came from that at the end of the movie when he was mad at his wife and he was talking to the officer and he's like, can I borrow your gun? Yes. Can I just shoot her and arrest me right after? But <laughs> <laughs> he says that to Keenan Thompson. That shit's great. Oh my God. Yeah. I, the, I uh, the flashbacks to, to <laughs> Hubie busting into the police department that over the years was funny. incredible. <laughs> Those are wonderful. And he goes, I'm sorry. He's just so fast. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed, and I thought it was going to be something, and, it, and as far as I know, it didn't turn into anything, was Ray Liotta's deli number was 59, and then Steve Buscemi's address was also 59. So I thought there was really? going to be, yeah, I thought there was going to be a connection there somewhere, somehow, but I didn't notice it. I thought maybe it's just a coincidence, but I feel like coincidences don't happen in movies like that. Like they pick, they pick all that stuff, so. I wonder if maybe that was just two things they picked. Because was there were there any more? I, or were those... I, I couldn't find any, but I mean, I'm not the most observant person to ever live. What's let's let's do some math. More observant here. than us. <laughs> I mean, I watched it three times. Fifty nine <laughs> plus fifty nine is one hundred eighteen. If we add one more for how many Hubies are in this movie, we get one nineteen. And if we turn it around, it's nine eleven. So I think oh we God. have it all figured out. <laughs> so that's that. No need for anything else. Yeah, um, nailed it. Nailed it. I like it. That's fine with me. We have it all sorted out. Satisfied. Uh, another thing, I guess I like. I like how the the things that are being thrown at Hubie throughout this movie continue to get larger and larger. A where, tuba. Yeah, tuba. like at the last scene when people are throwing things at him, it's like, yeah, like a tuba, like a television. Uh, I think there's like an, a window AC unit thrown at him. Just insane things to be throwing at him. Um, um, what did the bears throw at him? I didn't notice. The two bears in the woods towards the end of the movie? He runs between them? Did they maybe throw... Wait, did, do you know they threw at him? I don't know. I can't. No, I was asking. I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Are, are <laughs> we going to talk about his mom's t shirts at all? Yes. I have, I, I have a list. Yeah. Boner yeah, Donor is the first well, yeah. one. What, what's everyone's favorite one? Kayaking um, makes me what? I shaved my balls for this. Okay. <laughs> that was my. That was up in, that was in the running for me for the best one. Did you keep a I, list, Byron? I did. Oh, we all did. I think that my favorite one, I don't know if she's wearing this. I think her friend is. The shirt says, it's not going to lick, lick itself. itself. <laughs> yeah. It's in the same scene that, what was, she, what was she wearing in that scene? I think she's wearing the, I shaved my balls for this. Yeah, she is. Yeah. In that scene. Um, but 
Those shirts are great. The Harley Quinn joke is funny when everyone oh, is yeah. dressed up as Harley Quinn. Because that, that did happen that one year after that movie came out. Everyone was Harley Quinn. It was, it was like six years. Well, no, like four years before this movie came out. So it's kind of dated, but I mean, I remember it. So I liked it. It hit well. It resonated well with me. Someone yeah. who doesn't like Halloween costumes. I was like, man, this is good. It was like the crow for. <laughs> <laughs> what else did I have written down here? I, I wrote down like half the fucking movie at this point, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I just really loved a boo written on the three yeah. or the rock or whatever. <laughs> screaming <laughs> at it. Um, another line that I was going to, I want to see if you guys heard it the same way I heard it. And I heard it this way all three times. It was the same when he's talking to his mother about like uh, the food thrown through the window and the tennis rackets being hit by his dad. He, he says, I forget which act it was, but he said that was the Epstein's. Yes, I noticed this. And, and there's I, no way that's a like that they couldn't. Why? That's not a coincidence, right? Like, no, what? that's that's a Q Q anon deep fake. There's some sort of <laughs> message in here. We need to talk to Q. We need to see if JFK Jr. actually is taking the position as the United States. I, I, okay, I'm not getting into this anymore because I do not want to put Q anon shit on this. Um, <laughs> I don't want them to track this with some sort of software and find us. Um, <laughs> after he's but, talking about how uh, chased him around the yard with a tennis racket and his mom says god rest his soul and he goes oh for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then in, in the in the cornfield when he thinks this is dad he's like does mom know you're alive <laughs> that's a morally, uh, that's yeah. a morally joke right there jeez but I didn't think it was odd. That, I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't think it's a conspiracy, but I was like, wow, they really just decided, yeah, we'll use that name right now. <laughs> yeah, they, they could have done anything. And I don't think, yeah, as far as I know, like, it's not, there's no, like, it's not a callback because there's a lot of callbacks to Sandler stuff. It's not yeah. a callback to any Sandler stuff at all. Well, I think it's a callback to the flight logs. I checked. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell's name is in there. I was Sandler in the flight that. logs? I mean, I'm pretty sure he was all over him. No, yeah, no Sandler's idea. in the, Sandler's in the, Sandler's in the flight logs. He was getting his feet washed by with uh, with Matt Groening and uh, and Bill Gates, Prince Andrew. Yeah, Prince Andrew as well. Malcolm Gladwell being on the flight logs is the most uh, <laughs> most bizarre thing to me. <laughs> he had to be in there, man, because of the McDonald's fries. Um, yeah, I have this. No, I said this already, but Hubie mixes soup for, from the diner. That's fucked. Uh, <laughs> and my last note on the entire movie is he's the fucking mayor now. Holy shit. This is great. Exactly. That's, that's such a happy ending. And that's why I think we had to see. I wonder what, what happened, though, to the other mayor. Like, was he just, like, killed? Oh, he was bad. Was, <laughs> like... What did they do to him? I don't know. What happens to the mayor in Jaws? He doesn't get eaten by the shark, I'll tell you that. But, like, did they just say, George <laughs> Wallace, you're done? I, I wish so. we saw George Wallace, like, you know, he, like, it would have been nice if when Hubie's mayor, right next to him, you see George Wallace in, like, a, uh, I don't know, a patrol. <laughs> just, what's, <laughs> what's, what's Hubie's 
Sash say? It says monitor, monitor right? Yeah. yeah. George Wallace should have, should have been wearing that at the end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, He's just out there falling, falling for the Frankenstein trick. Now, will, will any a classic you... egg that we all knew of before this movie. <laughs> now, will any of you guys be a Hubie Halloween character for, for Halloween? Yeah, I'm going to be Kevin James as, <laughs> as, as a Muppet. Up. As a Muppet. Yeah, as yeah. a Muppet. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be Tim Meadows as the headless Is that the headless horseman or just a headless guy? It's like a headless It's like a headless guy costume. It's a cool costume though. If Chase, if you pull that off, I'd like to see a photo of it. If you guys, hey listeners, if you dress as a Hubie Halloween character, uh, send it to at actual dads on i think that's his handle on twitter with the hashtag <laughs> hubie halloween halloween costume from hubie halloween and brandon will retweet it and paypal you a dollar and you if gotta stop saying that and if you're a, <laughs> if you're a big fan of hubie halloween uh please put the hashtag horny for hubie on Twitter, and you can at me for that one, Forever Sleepy B. You can at Chase, Chasek. You can at Actual Dads. And if you at Actual Dads, Brandon will PayPal you a dollar. Um, <laughs> if you like Hubie Halloween, I'll PayPal you a dollar. If you tell Brandon you like Hubie Halloween, he'll give you a dollar. I'll text I'm, you uh, PayPal in a second. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be a Hubie Halloween character. I thought about being Hubie Halloween, but it's I don't think enough people will get it. Um, That's a shame. My Halloween. It's an for, easy costume, though. It is a really easy costume. I already have a green jacket like that. Um, Do you have a thermos that's also a grappling hook? Yeah, I have a thermos that's also a, a dustbuster. Uh, maybe I could get the pea sheet. That's that could be oh a good one. Just the yeah. piss sheet. That's a really good joke. That's yeah, a really it is. great joke. There's the white sheet with the piss stains on it. Yeah, and Steve Buscemi's like, it's a classic ghost. It's classic just... ghost. <laughs> Man, there's a couple other things I liked a lot. Um, I liked it when he had to use that toilet, and he's like, "Is it a big toilet?" Because I got a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, he's so humble. Yeah, and um, when he's talking about getting the free water, I think from Violet's uh, son's girlfriend, he got the free water for yep. his. Mm. Like, the reason that I take it for free is that I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> And then another one that I noted a lot was when he maces the dentist. He says, why would you mace me? I'm a dentist. I help people. And I thought to myself, like, dentists aren't known for helping people. Why do they write that? <laughs> Everyone hates the dentist. Yeah, dentists yeah. suck. I was like, they could have made him something like a teacher, or, you know, an ambulance person or something. But... Or just a doctor. Yeah. But no, a dentist. That's who helps people. Not, right, well... not a good family feud top answer. We hate dentists. <laughs> Good answer. Fuck the dentist. Yeah, don't go to the dentist. It's a scam. I didn't <laughs> I didn't go to the dentist for six years and guess what? I was fine. I had one cavity. So <laughs> that shows you. You only have to go to the dentist once every six years. That's one thing we should take away from this movie. I agree. Alright. I think we've uh I think we've covered he for over an hour now. <laughs> Is that not enough? Uh, maybe we should move on to our second movie, though. Um, Chase, you wanted to talk about um, the uh, the A twenty four. I don't know B horror movie that they produced a couple years ago, uh, Slice. 
Yeah, I just, I just thought, you know, it would be interesting to talk about it a little bit uh, because I went to the premiere of that film in Chicago. So I got to that's see the person film. person who doesn't like movies that much. Well, see, that's the problem. I like music. And uh, <laughs> there's a, one of the main characters. And you can only like one. Yeah, only like one. You can't like both. But that's why I chose music. Anyway, uh, that's why I didn't listen to podcasts because I'm too busy listening to music. I've never listened to a podcast. Isn't that funny? Um, You've only seen them live. Yeah, and I've done that a lot, oddly enough, with both of you. But um, Chance the Rapper's in that film, and I'm a huge fan of his. And I'm also, I like Austin Vesley, who's a director, because he did a lot of music videos for musicians that I like. So I went to the premiere of that film, which was fun because... Uh, like the cast was all there. They did a Q&A live in, in the theater. And there's a little bit of a story behind the whole Byron text him. He's like, you should tell that story. So I guess I will. So if all the losing track listeners will hear the story. And um, this was at the Arclight in Chicago, right? Yes. I wouldn't have remembered that unless you had said it, but you're right. I just remember I told you, get some caramel popcorn. I did not. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I, I let you down. <laughs> um, so they sold out one theater but obviously because demand was high they sold out a second theater and I had tickets to the first theater which was the one that had the live Q&A in so if you weren't in that one you would just see the live stream from the screen next door so I showed up and my ticket was some, like, apparently what happened was fans just rushed the first theater so like the tickets were like I showed up like yeah you're like just go to the other one it's fine I was bummed because I wanted to see the Q&A live instead of on a screen. I mean, I was being petty, whatever. So then I was frustrated about that. And I guess I could have asked for a refund, but I'm not that petty. But the movie, the movie ended and then you saw, uh, I, don't, I don't know who the second person was, but two of the people from the movie, Chance being one of them, get up from the front row and then go to the other theater because they also lost their seats when the fans rushed the, the first theater. Oh, wow. So I thought it was kind of cool. I still got to see it with some of the stars, but was it Zazzy Beats? Zazzy, is that her name? I don't. I always forget her name, but yes, I think it was her. Yeah. Um, but it was a cool experience and a lot of fun, and I liked the movie a lot. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys both actually watch it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I didn't watch it this week, this but I've seen it. Um, yeah, Zazzy Beats' best work until Joker came out. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh yeah, I I I really liked um I like Paul Shear in Slice. I think he's Me very too, funny. Honestly. Yeah, I like Chris Parnell in Slice. Yeah. Um, I like that Chance the Rapper's character. Uh, I didn't remember this. I looked up the cast list and I noticed this. His character's name is apparently Dax Lykander. Lykander and Lykander. Yes. Dax Dax Lykander. Like the werewolf. So that's yeah. a funny little thing, and he is a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I I remember that it came out or well like the poster for it was released like a, two years before this thing actually came out uh-huh. um so i wonder if there was just an issue with like uh like a marketing like trying to get someone to release it because they were just like oh there's not much to this other than the fact that chance the rapper's in it but uh it ended up getting a release from a24 and you i mean you saw it in the theater it did get a real limited theater release and then yeah. it was available on like amazon prime within a week or two yeah, I remember that because I mean, being I mean, I'm for the for our listeners who don't know who I am, I, I'm Chase Kilpatrick, founder of Losing Track with you know Brandon and Byron, and uh, co-founder. I should I should be humble, 
And uh, I, oh, I, okay. I go off. <laughs> so I really like Chicago rap music. So I was really into following all the people in it. So like I got notifications for Austin Vesley says on my phone, so I wouldn't miss the tickets for this movie. But I remember seeing, you know, the movie was. I don't know if this is normally how it works. You guys would know because you guys actually like movies. Um, the movie was completed before it got picked up by A24. And I thought that was odd, but that may be a common thing. But okay. Yeah, well, it's not too yeah. crazy for like a like a distributor to buy the rights to a movie after. Sometimes they have a hand in it. Um, yeah. But that's well, not too wild at all. But it was a, I mean, his budget was, I think, was like around one to two million. That wasn't that much. So I think maybe that had a reason why it took so long from, you know, announcement to like, it's starring chance here's the poster and then like years later it's okay it's done here it is mm. yeah because i remember the, the like, promo clip of uh of him on like, the on the motorcycle um, yep came yes. out like on the moped know, like over yeah over over a year before anything with it yeah i'm sorry um, brandon you were cutting in and out again but i, I understood sucks. what you were saying i knew what you were saying about the poster um i have that poster actually so cool, cool for me. Whoa, yeah, this is a movie about a spooky town. Uh, what's the name of the town? I, uh, I didn't rewatch it, <laughs> but it's about a spooky town that has uh, <laughs> ghosts and a werewolf and murders and uh, the the hunky kid from the Stranger description calls it yeah. a spooky small town. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, here's a here's something I, I did just want to ask about this movie. What is happening? I, I, so, oh I I've, watched it, I've watched it twice and I still like don't understand what's going on. I'm gonna pull it up on, on the internet. I, I don't I don't understand the plot. Um I I you know for someone who went to the premiere of the film, I'm really falling short here. I understand that there are like witches and there's like they want access to the portal of hell. That's yeah. underneath this pizza shop owned by Paul Shear, who's really funny in this movie. Yeah, he, it really is. Honestly, I was going to say that he's like, I mean, a silver lining of the film. But yeah, like, anyway, continue. Also, the guy who, whoever the 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 Joe character, the dead pizza cook, he's really oh, funny. he's really funny too. Yeah. But okay, so there's these witches that want access to this gate of hell that's under the pizza shop. Yeah. But why are the other people being murdered? Um because there's a werewolf on the loose to, to get but more ghosts he's not one <laughs> i know i don't Still know con- i'm confused i mean <laughs> i can just, i, I think know. it's just to get more ghosts right because isn't that the whole thing that there's like all these ghosts in the town <laughs> I don't remember. am i wrong that's the only thing i can think of that makes sense is that there's a lot of ghosts that live there and they're just killing people to get rid of people, get more ghosts, and then that way the maybe the portal is stronger. It says oh. Sadie, Sadie uncovers that Vera's group is actually a coven of witches that are responsible for the delivery and murders. So it's witches that are murdering. Right? I found it. I found it. Okay. I'm on the Wikipedia page now, guys. So the 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 coven of witches is planning on using the portal to make a slave army out of the ghosts. Okay, so that's why they're killing more people because they as need they more, do, you know, they need more people in the Ghost Army. This movie should have been called Ghost Army. Well, it's about pizza wait, mostly. So wait, so they murder like yeah, four you know, people like for their it, army. Yeah, <laughs> well, you gotta more, do it it's slow. Like, it's like the U.S. military. You know, there was more than four murders. I think 
I can't right? remember. I, no, it was like, it was like four or five people. <laughs> By the end of the movie, everyone like pretty much everyone's dead, aren't they? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people like they're all like green or whatever, aren't they? Or no, I don't remember. I'm even thinking of Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, I think I think you're yeah, right. No, they're like, like yeah, they're like green. At the end of the movie, like even Paul Shear is a ghost at the yes. end of the movie. Yeah, Correct. well, he blows himself up. Well, it is what it is. Um. Fun fact, the first delivery man that was murdered was the director. So if no. you didn't know that, yeah. Austin Vesely, the opening scene. Poor guy. Yeah, that's him. He has he made him has he been able to make a movie since this? Like does he have a follow up or no? Yeah, he made uh, uh it's also I think it's another A twenty four film is called Moonlight. Whoa. No, I And he I've put it out two years before this one. <laughs> I don't watch movies. Anyway, uh, <laughs> would you recommend no, this for Halloween, the slice movie? I I mean I liked it for the reasons that I liked it. I would say it's it's also it's fun. I don't think it's fun. I don't think anything's as fun as Hubie anymore. Hubie's too good. But uh I think it's a fun Halloween movie. Uh like there are some really good laughs with I, I would say specifically with Paul Shear and Chris Parnell. Yeah. Uh it's always nice to have something that's goofy, not just scary. Yeah. At least that's the way I look at it. Like I know if I'm I'm trying to watch horror movie like every day. Until Halloween, and there's definitely days where I'm just like, all right, I don't want to watch something serious. Like, yeah. I just want to watch something that's funny. It, yeah, is like, it, it is like Hubie in that it like ha- captures this really campy Halloween feel. Exactly. It's, it's nice like that. And I was going to say, going back to what you said earlier it's about fun. Hubie, like, it is what it is. Like, it, it, he, Austin says yeah. in the Q&A, like, he was trying to make like, a, a B-movie, almost like a tribute or like in that category. It, it definitely lives up to that. Um, it's nothing more, and that's fine. I like that guy who refers to his girlfriend as his much older girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that guy's good. Um, well, the only other note that I have, because I, I wish I, I wish I were to rewatch it. I, I forgot, honestly. I was rewatching Hubie three times. Um, is I remember the Q and A. One thing that Chance made clear was that he just absolutely hates acting. Hates it. He's like, he's not, not very like, good at it. No, he's yeah. He, uh, <laughs> did you see Mr. Happy, the short film he's in? No. Uh, oh, it, I, that one actually was. I thought his acting was okay, like better than the he did in Slice. But he he hates acting. He's like sitting in the trailer all day waiting. It's just not his thing. He hates it. But he was he was in Between Two Ferns. Yeah, he was. But that was a documentary, so it wasn't acting. Right. Yeah, that movie all happened. <laughs> Yeah, he's not the best actor. What's what's up with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up with him? I don't know. Did he release anything after Coloring Book? Yeah, he released his, uh, yeah, his debut the day. called The Big Day. And uh, as oh. much as I hate to say it, it was largely panned by critics. Oh, no. What do you give it? Out of what? Forks? Uh, out of slices of pizza yeah slices, out of, of, slices pizza. of pizza my rating is going to be higher for other re- i'd say a seven like i would i really pre- I mean, obviously i don't want to get too into this and i you say seven because you got to go and hold the record thing right you got to go and hold the diamond cd at the no, pop-up shop no uh i would have given it a five but then you got to see the Svorsky diamonds and yes i went i saw his wife's wedding dress on a mannequin and i was like this is obviously a seven uh no what, what for me <laughs> did you write I, chase did you write pitchforks review because they gave it a 6.9 uh 
Damn, I work for Pitchfork. That's a, actually that's higher than I expected them to give it. I, I mean, Anthony Fantano gave it a zero. I'm pretty sure. Wow, he hit him with that childish Gambino score. And we really respect Anthony Fantano's opinion on yeah. this podcast. He's the internet's <laughs> busiest music nerd. Okay. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get too off track. He's, he's known to be correct. Yeah, he's. Look, uh, I'm just gonna maker. say it because it sounds like you two don't like him. I think Anthony Fantano is funny on Twitter, and that he's occasionally has a good review for music because he likes a lot of the bands that I like and I'm biased. Damn. That's all okay. I have to say. So I saw, be... I saw a, a tweet once that <laughs> said imagining uh Anthony Fantano's head coming out of the um the thing that your bowling ball comes out of. <laughs> <The> ball, <yeah. laughs> uh, he is no. funny on Twitter. He is funny on Twitter. I agree. But most of his reviews, he gives. I mean, I, I always, I don't know why, because I don't like him, but I always almost check out like things that he reviews that I'm interested in. And I'm always just disappointed. <laughs> I mean, Pitchfork gave it a six point nine. He gave it a zero. There's got to be some middle ground there, you know? Yeah, like a three. Was yeah, three point four five. Three point Jesus, yes, three point four five. Um, I like that album because. He was trying to do something different from what he had been doing, and he put it. I don't know. I think I have a lot of because he made three mixtapes, and they were very much in that vein, and they were, were very well received. And he's like, "I'm going to make an album. It's going to be different." And then he made a whole album. It's very long, which a lot of people did not like. Um, and it's about his wedding day, and that follows that concept through to completion. And I think that I, I have some admiration for that. He tried to do something different, and he did it, and he did it. It, it turned out fine, but. A lot of people lack they all they want is acid rap again. It's like that's not never gonna happen. So like move on. Anyway, movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, would you call Slice the acid rap of cinema or uh, more of the big day of cinema? I'd say it's the back to school pack with Justin, which is a very deep reference for all of your listeners who like Chance the Rapper. Wow. You're not going to get that anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you get the reference, you can tweet at actual dads on Twitter and he will uh, PayPal you $1. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. I'm not going to owe anybody anything. On that. <laughs> uh, you'll owe me a dollar. Like, I made the reference. I guess that doesn't count. I'll have my wife. I'll explain it to her and then she'll uh, at you. I okay. like that idea. That's- uh, I'll gladly sell her. I guess Slice is my second favorite Halloween film now that we're going back to that from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, getting getting us back. Uh, I thought Children of the Corn was bad. You know, I've never... <laughs> I've, never seen, I've never seen Children of the Corn. I've seen it twice. I've seen Children of the corn with like a k like a backwards r um Jesus. a lot of a lot of new metal beatboxing in that one <laughs> the band members kids i wanted to mention it on our last episode and i forgot um but i wish i would have put it on my list sleepy hollow i rewatched that the other night so did i i yeah. saw i watched my wife watch it it's very good Whoa. it's it's kind of scary it's kind of it's got a, but it's it, also just really fun it's got a younger looking Johnny Depp in it, but he's not actually young. How'd uh, they do that? When they when they filmed the movie. I don't know, you know, it's just his youthful glow that he has. Um Maybe he's pregnant. It was, 
<laughs> it was filmed in probably 1998, and he looks like he's like 25. But how old he was, was actually, he in 1998? He was like almost 40. What? How old is he now? 57, almost 60. Really? Yeah. He's but he we don't got to spend all night talking about Johnny Depp, guys. As much as I'd love to. As much as I'd love to. But um, well, we can call it for recording. I think I think we're good. Was there an <laughs> outro? Um, I'll put music in later. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there is. Chase, we want to thank you for, you know, you're our boss. You're the one that runs this whole thing, <laughs> the whole operation. Yeah. And we're just glad we finally were able to have you on an episode. Do you have anything you'd like to promote or plug? Uh, I uh, Tab Cola, honestly, would be the one thing. Tab Cola. If you care about Tab Cola, uh, write your state and local representatives and have them write Coke. <laughs> so it looks important. Yes, tell them to de- tell them to try to get it in the next COVID relief bill. Yeah, honestly, I, I was texting with Byron earlier and I said that if they want to save Tab, they need to do a collaboration with Supreme. Tab X Supreme and then people, the kid, then Teen Tab will take off. And you know uh, this, uh, that I just, sorry, it just reminded no, me fine. of. Uh, <laughs> of uh, I'll get those, back to it. Don't worry. I'm sorry. <laughs> those old meals that are named after like uh, oh my rappers. Gosh. Yeah. So those are... there's a I I don't know this guy Jay Belvin. Yeah, no one does. I mean, I think he, I mean okay, a lot of people do. He's he gets a lot of streams on Spotify. I think he's a Latin American artist. Okay. Well, I I went to McDonald's the other day. It was like the first day they had that meal, and I just want to tell this story real quick because it was really funny. Um, I, there, I pull up in the drive-thru and there's this really scrawny white kid in front of me. And you know, when McDonald's has these motions, like people do stupid stuff when they order it. And so this kid has it, I can tell he's recording on his phone and he pulls up to the drive-thru and he starts blasting what I assume is a J Balvin song, like as loud as he possibly can. And then he stops and he asks to order it. And the lady goes, "Oh, we don't have that right now." Oh my gosh! <laughs> and keep and what in did mind, he do? Keep in mind, the J Balvin meal is a Big Mac, <laughs> fries, and a McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, "You don't have it." And she goes, "No." And he just drove off. <laughs> That's like, funny. So That's if you go to McDonald's and you pull that funny. shit, they just will not give you well, a big you know they, fries. And... You know they actually did that with the Travis Scott one, right? Yeah. If you didn't order it on their app, they were no longer serving it to you. And I think that's still the case. Even though that Travis Scott meal is just a double is just a quarter pounder deluxe with no tomato. No tomato and it has added lettuce, I And think. it has and it has or, no, because lettuce is on the deluxe. Okay. It's literally just the deluxe. It's the deluxe quarter pounder with no tomato and add bacon. That's yeah, what it bacon. is. It's just normal McDonald's stuff. It's nothing special. Although I will plug here, you know, I've been eating healthy, which is disgusting, and I don't recommend anyone ever do it. But I have had these spicy McNuggets as a little treat. Everyone, please have them. I will. Um, I want to piggyback on the J Balvin thing. So I, I watched the... Uh... I think it's the Video Music Awards. It was like a week ago or so. And he performed and they ran a commercial for his meal, you know, on the commercial break. 
and in the commercial, he, he like shouted out, no pickles. And then I looked up the meal online and there's pickles on it. So like, they don't even listen to him. Like, it's... Oh my God. They were just like, <laughs> no, we don't sell the Big Mac without the pickle. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, it's a bad meal. He, I, they should have let him do something fun like Big Mac, extra, extra sauce. They should have put the McFlurry on the burger. McFlurry's got to be killing him, man. That's not the, how they operate. I just don't understand the, the purpose of the promotion. The Travis Scott meal, I had it. It was really good. I mean, I'm not trying to say it was groundbreaking, but I think it's I just to it. get the world's largest restaurant an, a couple extra million. Make it larger. Right now. They they weren't allowed to do Super Size Me anymore, so now they got to do these meals. Now they got to do the J. Balvin meal. <laughs> Who's going to get the next one? Um, so who did they do just do? J. Balvin is who they did? Yeah. Uh, the next one's actually going to be J. Mascus. Okay, <laughs> and um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a veggie burger. Jesus, and with dinosaur egg oatmeal. Yeah, with dinosaur egg oatmeal, and a and... Um, shamrock shake. Yeah, I like and that. A, yeah, and a and a caffeine free diet coke because I think he's, I think he's straight edge. Um. I thought the next one was going to be Jimmy Carter. The peanut meal. Yeah, it was going to be a peanut butter and jelly with a Billy beer. <laughs> Wait, what's a Billy beer? Uh, his brother had a beer company for a while called Jesus Christ. Billy. It was called Billy Beer. You're right. Yeah. And then I don't know. What the, the side would just be more peanuts, I guess. A, maybe a peanut, uh, a peanut sundae. But which they don't do anymore apparently at McDonald's because of peanut allergies. They yeah. don't give out the bags of peanuts anymore. But they're going right. to bring them back just for this. And if you have an allergy, you got to stay the fuck away. I like Starry. it. And every meal comes with a, a dollar goes to Habitat for Humanity because that's his, that's oh, his, yeah. his egg. And I just want to say... If you message me, I'll PayPal you a dollar. And if you, tell, <laughs> if you send Brandon a picture of your receipt at Actual Dads on Twitter, he will... You PayPal you a dollar, send him your link. Um, <clears throat> while we're talking fast food and Halloween, while we're wrapping up, I just want to mention that I haven't seen anything yet for the Burger King, like scary Whopper or anything this year. I don't know if it's happening, but if it is, um, please just, how about everybody goes to their local Burger King asks if they have the scary Whopper and <laughs> if they do have it and you order it, is it just call the scary Whopper. Just tweet at Brandon, and it was it was called the the Spooky Whopper or the Nightmare. The last one was the Nightmare King, and it came on a green bun. Before that, it was like the Scary Whopper or the Ghost Whopper that has ghost peppers on it, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It's kind of late in the game for Halloween novelty items. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, it's October twentieth. <laughs> Well, I had the Nightmare King last night, last night, last year, and it wasn't that bad. It was a it was a Whopper combined with a chicken sandwich, I think. Was it the long chicken? I wish it was the fucking long chicken, just cut in half. That would have been incredible. <laughs> Folded in half. I wonder if I can send a photo of it. I'm looking at pictures of it. You know what? If you, if you <laughs> tweet at you... Brandon, he'll tweet you a picture of it with a dollar. Yeah, you, you got to hashtag me, hashtag Nasty Patty. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. <laughs>